0: Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Acacia Podcast, where we're having real talk, practicing real faith, and growing deep roots. Of course, I'm your host, Chris Beals, and I'm really happy to be back behind the mic. It's been a minute since I've recorded, and so I'm glad to be here. I got my coffee. Um, My friend, Layla, whom I call deals, because she always has like... Good deal. She's the person that puts me on to all of my deals. She told me about this drink that's within the Starbucks app that she really liked. And it's called the Merry Mint. So it's like white chocolate mocha with mint and some other stuff in it. And it has like shaved chocolate curls in it. And so I'm not typically a mint. I like mint tea, but I'm not typically a mint in my coffee or ice cream or desserts, like I'm I don't like mint like that. So I was skeptical, but I really trust Layla's opinion because she's never let me wrong, except when it comes to T V shows. Girl, that's not her gifting. <laughs> I know she's probably listening now, like, really? But yeah, she's put us on to some some interesting uh TV shows that I'm like, this is not it, sis. But when it comes to food and drinks and other deals, Amazon deals, all the things. She's got it covered. So anyway, she put me onto this drink and I got it uh, today just to try it out. And it's really good. Like I was skeptical, but I've come around. I would say if you order the Merry Mint, add an extra shot of espresso. And if you're not a fan of super sweet drinks, like I don't really love I just prefer to I prefer to eat my calories than drink them, so I just don't like to drink a lot of things. I like coffee, but I try to keep the calories low. So if I order this again, I would ask them to cut the syrup in half, and I would add an additional shot of espresso, and then I think it'll be a winner. So try it out. Oh, I brought up Layla in her deals, not only because she – suggested me this drink, but also she told me that Starbucks is doing fifty percent off of all the drinks afternoon on Thursdays for the rest of the month. So definitely if you go on a Thursday if you want to try out this drink but you don't want to pay seven dollars for it, try it on a Thursday. Let me know what you think. Um, yeah, so Anyway, I know you probably have noticed that I've been on somewhat of a theme over the last few episodes, and that's because I am slowly walking through the book of John. Um, I'm a part of a Bible study called Bible Study Fellowship, where I gather with other women twice a week and just discuss the book of John, discuss how God is at work through John, and um, how to apply it to our lives, and it's just been so good, so very inspiring. Um, I'm so enjoying um, studying God through the book of John, and what I really appreciate about the Bible is that you can never read it and feel like you're done with it. Every single time you go back, when you ask God to show you something about him or show you something about yourself— he will do that. He will bring out new perspective, um, new challenge, new encouragement every single time. And I just think that that is amazing. And it's unique for each person who engages with God's word. So um, just a reminder that God's word is alive and he's ready to speak to all of us when we look to him and we want to understand. So what I want to talk about today comes is a story in John chapter 8, and it's pretty familiar. So if you spend time studying the Bible, I'm sure you've come across this study before. But the story is in a story of an adulterous woman who was caught in adultery, and her accusers all brought her out to Jesus, um, basically to try to kill her, to stone her. And so this story just highlights Jesus's compassion towards people. Um, what I most appreciate here is how Jesus is not ready to just jump on the cancellation bandwagon. So, And I think it's so easy in our culture especially to see someone who is, has a moral failure or who has done something uh, that we consider bad, or maybe that actually is bad, um, and we're ready to cancel, especially with the internet and social media and all the things. It is so easy to be in a position where you are canceled because your sin is highlighted. And in this story, what I appreciate is that it just highlights the fact that Jesus does not see the way that man sees he doesn't just see what's on the surface. He cuts right down to the heart. And I think that is such an example for us. Not only is it an example, but I appreciate the fact that when I look at how Jesus responded to this woman, I know that that is also how he has responded to me and will continue to respond to me. Despite my sin, despite my weaknesses, he will continue to um draw me in with his love so so yeah i i think about the culture and this story is so relevant but even closer to home i think about myself and how i am it's so natural for me to highlight people's sin and excuse my own like i have to be intentional to stay curious to see what God is up to, um, to see down to the heart of what's, what's happening with someone. Um, and also with myself, to be curious about why I'm doing what I'm doing, what are my motives? Because a lot of times I think we, there's been some statistics that have been done, some research that has been done that has shown that that is true, that we tend to think that other people are less good, less beautiful, Um, less moral than we are. I mean, if you ask women all over, like, where do you compare to in terms of beauty to other women? we, We rank ourselves higher. When you ask people, where do you compare in terms of moral character to other people? We rank ourselves higher. So I think it's just human nature to think that we are better than we are. And I love that Jesus got to the heart um, that we see. I think sometimes the Pharisees get a bad rep, and you know, we see their sinfulness so clearly. But so often we are those Pharisees who just uh, who just look to cast stones, who look to discredit Jesus and um, how He's at work. We are those people who want to hold so closely to the religious appearance but our hearts are corrupt, Um, that's, that's a common thing. So I love that Jesus is offering the Pharisees an opportunity to actually have healing, actually have sight, actually have living water, actually have the bread of life and not just the appearance of it. He, it's a mercy that he speaks so harshly to them because he is wanting to draw them to himself So, anyway, I've said a lot. I'm going to read this story real quick, and then we can talk a little bit more about it. So, I'm reading John chapter 8, verses 1 through 12. And this is what it says At dawn, he went to the temple again, and all of the people were coming to him. He sat down and began to teach them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman caught in adultery, making her stand in the center. Teacher, they said to him, this woman was caught in the act of committing adultery. In the law of Moses, we are commanded to stone such a woman. So what do you say? They asked this to trap him, in order that they may have evidence to accuse him. Jesus stooped down and started writing on the ground with his finger. When they persisted in questioning him, he stood up and said to them, The one without sin among you should be the first to throw a stone at her. And then he stooped down again and continued writing on the ground. When they heard this, they left one by one, starting with the older man. Only he was left with the woman in the center. When Jesus stood up, he said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, Lord, she answered neither do i condemn you said jesus go and from now on do not sin anymore and then it goes to another section but i'm going to add on i'm going to throw on verse 12 even though it's in a different section that's a little bit different from the story but i think it's important to the whole of the story jesus spoke to them again i am the light of the world anyone who follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. So, ah, man. Okay, so so much in this story. The Pharisees brought this woman and made her stand in the middle of a circle just so that they can call her out on something as vulnerable and intimate as um, her sex life. That is so ugly. Like, that is extremely hateful of them. And I think it's interesting that their issue really was not with this woman as much as it was with Jesus. And I think the same thing is true. Like, oftentimes, people attack other people not because they really have an issue with that person. more, It's more so that they have things happening within them that they need to work through. Like I think that's what we see here. The Pharisees and the leaders probably had less of an issue with this woman. I suspect that some of them were also um, using this woman for their own benefit, but they saw an opportunity to come against Jesus and to test him because that's what the scripture says, is that they, were, they brought this woman to trap Jesus. They wanted to use this woman for their own purposes, um, to elevate themselves and to uh, speak against Jesus. So their motive from the start was very, very off. They were using this woman and wanted to trap her at the expense of, of Jesus. Also, we see here that Jesus is a master de-escalator. So, again, it said that um, when they brought this woman and had her in the middle of the circle, and if you can just imagine this, imagine the pain that someone in her position was probably in. Like, there, I'm sure, was a lot happening within her heart, um, the reason that she's in the position that she's in. And I often think about that with homeless people, um, who are asking for money, how, you know, on the surface, I think it's easy to look at them and cast them off and feel like, well, you you put yourself in this position or you're a bad person or you're dangerous or all of these things. But if you just take a second to think about the person's situation, their life experience, how they have experienced life, what, what got them to the place that they're in, And I have been saving, just waiting for the right time to do an episode on curiosity because it's been a game changer for me. I would say stay curious has been my mantra for the last two years. And anyway, I'll go into that at another time. But man, stay curious about people. I think when we stay curious, if, if these leaders, these Pharisees, had just stayed curious about this woman, Um, they would have taken a different approach. And that's why it's so clear that this was not about them. But however, Jesus, he stoops down when they brought him, when they brought the woman to him. He stoops down and writes on the ground with his finger. And he lets them talk. He's not a man who needs to say a lot. He doesn't need to over talk them. He doesn't need to get riled up. I think he did an excellent job here of de-escalating this situation and allowing these leaders to condemn themselves as they saw the ugliness of their own hearts. He allowed for them to convict themselves because guess what? They actually were correct about her sin. I mean, that was the law. She was guilty. And so by all standards, what they were saying was true. But their hearts were not right. oh their hearts were ugly. And so that is the, the point that Jesus was making to them. Yes, it was we can see that it was true that this woman's sin was an issue because of what Jesus spoke to her later. So Jesus you know addressed these people and they started lead, leaving one by one, the elders and then the young, until there's no one standing there except this woman and Jesus and I love that Jesus asked the woman a question woman where are they has no one condemned you how amazing is that to know you're guilty she knew she was guilty she knew that this situation is not going to end well because they are right and I'm about to die I'm sure she felt that way so Imagine what she felt like to have Jesus say, neither do I condemn you. I'm sure she felt in that moment a love that she had never felt before, a compassion that she had never felt before. I bet she felt seen, known, and cared for. But most importantly, she was saved. She was saved from the pending uh, stoning (laughs) that was about to happen for her. Because of Jesus, her life was legitimately saved. So Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go and from now on, do not sin anymore. So I think it's important to note here that Jesus called her to a higher standard during this encounter. He didn't condone or encourage her sin. He called her to a life that was redeemed by him alone. And that's the same thing he calls us to. When he gives us grace, when he gives us salvation, he calls us to trust and obey. There's a song that I sing with my kids very often called Trust and Obey. And it says, trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey Because in the Bible, trust and obey go hand in hand. You cannot say that you trust God, but be unwilling to obey his word. And that's why studying the word is so important because just like this woman, God wants to satisfy us with his love. If you take a deep look at who God is, the love that he has for us, what he's given us an opportunity to have, it will draw you to worship. It just will. And if you look, if you read through the book of John, that's what we see over and over again. Whether Jesus is healing a blind man or whether he is forgiving a woman who is caught in adultery or whether he is um, healing the lame or giving sight to the blind or forgiving the woman at the well who had five husbands previously, what we see is that Jesus is personal He speaks to us exactly where we need, and he draws our hearts to himself. And as a response to the grace and the love that God gives us, the only correct response is trust and obey. So I included that 12th verse because it talks about how Jesus is the light of the world, And how anyone who follows him will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And I just think about how it's so easy to walk in darkness, even as a Christian. Like, if you just operate on autopilot, um, it's easy to stumble around in the dark. But Jesus gives us access to flip on the light at any moment. And that's his word. His word leads us and guides us his word illuminates our path his word allows us to um, move in a direction that is maybe very different it's very different than the things that the world and the culture tells us to pursue It's very different than how the culture and the world tells us to respond to people how to treat people um, who to value in society who's the greatest among us and who's the least among us Jesus gives us a, he gives us a blueprint towards love, towards people, towards obedience, towards service, towards generosity, towards grace, um, towards holiness, and we don't have to be in darkness. So I'm curious where you see yourself in this story, because when I read it, I see myself in this woman. I can almost... You know, I haven't had this same exact situation, but I know what it's like to be exposed, to be vulnerable, um, to be embarrassed, and to have Jesus meet me in the midst of that and offer me freedom. So I see myself in her. To, and also to know that you're wrong, like the situation you're in is because of your own doing. I know what that's like. And I also know what it's like to be the Pharisee who um, jumps on the bandwagon and says, yeah, that person's horrible. Um, That person deserves this and that. Like, I know what that's like to just be so prideful and to feel better about yourself by looking down on someone else. And Jesus offered, he offered freedom to both sides. He offered freedom to this woman and her humility allowed her to receive it. He also offered um, freedom to the Pharisees and the leaders. But because of their hard hearts, because of their self-righteousness and arrogance, they were unable to receive it. And he offers light to all of us. He says, he is the light of the world, and anyone who follows him will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So that's the offer to us, and... I want to take him up on that. I want to have that light. I don't want to stumble around in darkness. And that's my desire and hope for you, that you would walk in his light, that you would not walk in darkness. And, you know, even if you see, you feel an overwhelming sense of, whoa, I am, I'm just like that. Like, I am self-righteous and arrogant. If you feel that way, just know I am cheering you on because the thing about jesus is he gives grace to the humble there's a verse in the bible i don't have to figure out where it is i think it's in hebrews it says humble yourself humble yourself under the almighty hand of god and at the proper time he will exalt you and there's another one god gives grace to the humble he resists the proud but gives grace to the humble so there's a lot in the Bible, in Scripture, um, even in the narratives that we read in John um, and other places in Scripture that show us that God is moved by our humility. So if you are listening to this and you are admitting in your heart that you are this way, lean into it, lean into it, open it up to God, invite God into it. I'm always going to remind you of that. Invite God into what you're feeling and allow him to give you grace, to give you freedom, because that's what he came to do. He didn't come to condemn the world. He came to um, give us freedom and to save the world. So you can be a part of that um, experience of salvation. And I don't just mean, I I mean, primarily the most important way is eternal salvation to, you know, be forgiven of your sins eternally so that you can be with with God in heaven forever. But beyond that, even as believers, even as Christians, um, we need to be saved from the sins that we commit on a regular basis. Um, our eternal status is not in jeopardy because of our daily sin, but we don't have to be as enslaved to sin. Like, we can allow God to transform us, um, to help us to... Level up from the places that we see. Like if if I see a lot of self righteousness in my heart, I can allow God to help me to um, to see my need for Him, to see my need for Him, um, and that to humble my heart so that I can love people from the heart. Um, he can change us in that way, and He's committed to us. So, anyway, that's our God. And he's so beautiful. And I hope that you see that. I hope that this story in John chapter 8 was as inspiring for you as it was for me. And um, I just pray, Father, that you would help every person who's listening to this to see your goodness, to see your character, to see your heart, to see that you came to draw us to you, to save us, that we don't have to figure it out on our own but you've already made a way none of us can live a life good enough to um, be in right standing with you so would you help us to have hearts that are repentant that are ready to turn and move in, the, in another direction um, towards you help us to see the treasure that you are and yeah I just thank you thank you for keeping this, this woman from being stoned and thank you for keeping us Uh, from our penalty of being eternally stoned um, and separated from you but just like you made a way for her you've made a way for us to be with you to have salvation to be redeemed Um, and yeah so yeah I just thank you for that I pray that you would just draw each of our hearts more and more in Jesus name amen All right, thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next episode Hey, one last thing, I'm pretty bad about reminding you all to rate this podcast, share and subscribe. But would you please do that? That would mean a lot to me. I really would like to grow the podcast and um, when you all rate it, it helps more people to access it and find it currently. um, I think it's because it's a fairly new podcast and because I don't have ratings just yet or not a lot of ratings. I have to like scroll down when I try to find it on people's phones. I have to like keep scrolling until they see it. So the best way to make it more readily available is to get my ratings up. And I don't want to do all the extra um, stuff like all the marketing, social media stuff. I really don't want to do that because I don't have time. But I do. I do really want to um, make it more available. So if you would just take a quick second, it only takes a second to give me a rating share it with a friend leave a comment that goes a long way all right i'm gone for real bye